You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with The Good News, along with our Good News, uh, other our other hosts, Tracy Rock and also Eric Raymer, both radio people. How long have you been doing radio, Tracy? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, most of my life. I started when I was 14 years old at KBPI here in Colorado. What wow. did you do at 14? Rocking the Rockies. I was... Uh, Answering phones for Steve Cooper. I was working in the research department. I was doing anything I could possibly do in order to learn how to be on the air. That is so wild. Isn't that funny? And how about you, Eric? Um, I have been on the radio for 12 years now. And uh, prior to that, I was a stage illusionist magician, if you will. uh, I've been doing that for 33 years. So... A, and a and what, tell us your website now, because I think this is fun. Oh, my, my new website is yourmarketingmagician.com. Because, you know, people people are looking for a great experience, right? And your marketing, whether it's a print marketing or, uh, you know, face-to-face type marketing, any of those kinds of things, uh, you'll never get a second chance to make a good impression, right? And so here I am. Uh, I'm a professional magician who knows how to create a great experience, and now I'm doing it for you and your company. Well, the name itself says you're creative, so Thank right you. there. Right? Yep. You're a marketing magician. Fantastic. What, what if, uh, how, how cool would it be to put a little magic into your marketing? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I do too. Hey, I have some local, uh, you know, nonprofits that I want to talk about after we listen to the good news story uh, that, you know, uh, you know, you can get involved with here locally. But before we do the good news story, I want to tell you um, something about my own kid that uh, ties in with this. So we're going to hear a good news story about um, elementary school age kids learning to dress for success. And I learned this lesson reading a book about how to, you know, achieve your dreams or whatever when I was in my 20s right after college I worked at NBC um, uh, the KNBC station the NBC affiliate in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and I was probably making 10 bucks an hour um, my first six months there ripping scripts and things like that but I really wanted to move up in the ranks and eventually I wanted to be on air you said ripping scripts is that like uh, Nancy Pelosi ripping scripts? yeah not quite not quite yeah just um, you know there's several copies Um, the director gets a copy the um, associate director or the Chiron operator at the time that put the graphics up and uh, the producer of the show and each anchor and then each person got a different color yes so you'd rip the edge tabs off and you'd have like 10 copies in different colors and like maybe the female anchor would get pink and the male anchor would get blue and the producer would get yellow blah 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 right and the produ- the director would mark the scripts with specific cameras etc so it was very important that they all had them and they were in order and so you're shuffling 10 different copies and trying to put them in order for everyone and I learned from a woman that had come here after the Vietnam war she was vietnamese na dang and i've never seen a woman uh separate scripts faster and work i mean she blew my mind because sometimes they print things at the last minute and you'd have to like run and separate them at the same time as you're running and there might be like four different pages in the script and so you've got to get all the four pinks out the four blues out the four yellows out and oh my gosh she would blow my mind and she did it for like i think i mean she's might still be there, but it was like 40 years by the time, you know, she was, you know, kind of on the tail end of his career. And none of us could be as fast as she was. I didn't do it that long.
along because I'd read this book about dressing for the part. And so I had been wearing more like casual, no makeup, kind of baggy shirts, sweatpants, you know, comfortable clothes to work in the newsroom. That's what I'm wearing now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> but I wanted to be on air eventually. So I wanted to look the part. So I started uh, you know, like wearing a blazer or, you know, wearing heels and a skirt, doing my hair and makeup and looking the part that I wanted. Within six months, I ended up being on the assignment desk, which was a union job making over a hundred grand a year. Now, having lived in low-income housing, graduating from college, working seven days a week, putting myself through school in high school and college, I worked seven days a week. And then all of a sudden making, you know, six months out of college, over a hundred grand, it was pretty mind-blowing to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and the takeaway from that is if I simply put on some heels and do my hair right uh, you'll do great i will absolutely. i mean it certainly does help you know depending on where we are in our it really careers. does i mean i'm, I'm not really right dressing now. the part anymore either but and i'm bald um, and you're bald right that's yeah. true um so I, I i my daughter had an interview at school and she's in elementary school and they do this thing uh it's a oh what's it it's a career day and they have these job interviews and it's for a maritown and they go to oh, downtown yeah. Denver. Yeah, you could be the mayor or... Uh, yes, yeah. or the judge right. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, she said, I am not dressing up for the job interview. She said it in all of her... Because <laughs> her friend was going to wear a suit, one of her, our neighbor friends. And uh, she said, I'm not dressing up. And so then I talked to her privately without the kids. I said, first of all, to say that in front of your friends when I said you did need to dress up uh, is disrespectful. She goes, I'm dressing up, Mom. So she wore the dress-up outfit, and then she brought, like, her casual basketball clothes in her duffel bag because she didn't want to wear the dress-up outfit all day. But she did, and I explained to her the importance of dressing the part for the position you want. What, what, what position did she get? Um, you know, she hasn't gotten it yet. Oh, she hasn't? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she was interested in the doctor position and the the judge and the mayor they vote for. So that wasn't an option for her. Uh, but several of the other jobs, you know, she was interested in. A lot of people wanted to work in the snack shop because you get to drink pop I all day. I think that's where my son ended up. <laughs> in the snack shop. <laughs> yeah. That's a I popular he one. He's like, yeah, I got I to gotta have that. Oh, uh, I brought I Cheetos it. to my uh, interview or, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. You know, um, I, I actually lectured my mom once because she had um, a job interview for child care at a kind of a high end. I got her the job interview uh, for child care at a high end uh, a gym, you know, very expensive expensive gym. And she went in an outfit that was really schlumpy, you know, some sweatpants and some schlumpy shirt. I said, Mom, you can't wear that to a job interview. She goes, well, that's what I would wear to take care of kids. I said, no, 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 that doesn't matter. You still have to dress up for the interview. You know, and here I'm talking to her like she's maybe 60 at the time. And so I'm trying to teach my kids the same thing. So I was very impressed by this good news story that has to do with the teacher uh, teaching the kids how to dress for success uh, in his fourth grade class. So let's take a listen. At Lincoln Elementary, Good morning. students are known to shed outerwear for attire that makes them feel something hey, Moosin. inside. Got your suit jacket? I'm getting a blazer. See, look at that. Look at you. Part teacher. That is awesome. Part haberdasher. Now I just need to find a few more. Mike Mathiason starts more every Tuesday. It's looking real good. Using threads. Look at that. To help jumpstart fourth grade 
heads. All right, here we go. We call it Dress for Success. All right, good morning, everyone. The roots of this were planted early in Mr. Mathiasen's teaching career. I always thought that we're in a professional job and we should dress up. I guess you could say I feel like I'm on my A game. I'm like, well, if it works for, for that, why not? Why, why can't it work for them? It makes me feel special. Which is why Riyak Muhammad is smiling under that blazer. I felt different. And Trent Dumpman Dutchman feels different mm -hmm. in a good way. Now let's say it out loud. Stanzas, right? We got stanzas in our poem. Mr. Mathiason's passion for teaching regularly carries him from classroom pattern, right? To clothing store. I went out and I bought them dress shirts. Um, I also take them home after every Tuesday and I wash them at my house. Ashton? Also his students Adam? can see in themselves the transformation. Today's going to be an awesome day. Our motto is when we look good, we, we perform better. Loosen slide over a little bit. Thank you. I really changed their mindset when they're walking in the hallway. They're in their quiet and they're following the expectations because they feel good. They're holding themselves to a little bit higher expectation. Good job. Because of how they look. Good job. To hear Jermaine McClure, a tie up front might just beat a Superman cape on his back. When I wear it, I feel better and I feel like I, I, I can get better at math. I want them to be proud of who they are. When they have confidence, they're going to do great things. I know that. So no surprise, Moosin Hussein has also asked to wear ties on other days of the week. He likes the way they make him feel. Respected. Someday, Moosin wants to be a teacher. When I become a teacher, I'm going to get shirts and ties just like with Tell me what else we might be able to do. Fourth graders facing the future. Which is awesome. Well suited. If we wanted to use an area model. Boyd Hooper, Carol Levin News, St. Cloud. Mr. Mathiason, could you okay, um, Mr. Mathiason obviously um, goes the extra mile, you know, taking the shirts um, home to wash them and buying shirts for the kids. They look so snappy in their outfits, and I can see why it would affect them um, emotionally um, and give them that extra boost of confidence. And Boyd Hooper, the reporter for CARE 11, I've told you before, he's one of my favorites. He worked in hard news for 20 years and then asked his bosses if he could do good news because the hard news, the bad news, was really getting to him and bringing him down. And he As had a passion will. for sharing good news. But yeah. uh, there's like all these shirts are hung up in the back and all these blazers and the kids look so great, and it's teaching them young that yes. the way you appear will affect how you feel and how others perceive you Absolutely. in terms of confidence in you to be hired for a job. You know, you know and, and it really does. It makes, you know, we used to tell people dress for the, the, the role that you want, the job that you want. Right, right? like we were talking about earlier, and that I started doing at NBC. I found, a, uh, <laughs> I found a meme that says, tattoo sleeves used to mean you were a biker and would kill someone. Now it means you're a chef who makes a lovely pork belly with a balsamic drizzle. There's no getting over the fact that if you dress nicely, if you put on a, a little extra effort, um, it, it, goes, it goes so far. And I don't care what anyone says, and Tracy, you know, you're probably hipper than I am, so we'll see what you say, but I don't care what anyone says. If you have tattoos, even in today's climate where they're so acceptable, I still think they should be ones that you could cover up if you so desired. So if you wanted to wear a long sleeve sh uh, shirt and a tie if you're a guy or whatever it may be for a girl. You mean I if you put want, something on my, my forehead? Well, if you want to cover them, like you should be able to. Because I think the ones that are on your neck and on your hands are 
often give people the impression, and I know I'm, you know, probably not saying something politically correct here, but if you have tattoos on your hands, on your face, on your neck, or the teardrops, that that gives people the impression that maybe you've done time Mm -hmm. or, you know, that you are a rough character. Right, and you might not be a rough character. It is totally perception. And, you know, you know, I have tattoos and I I even have, I have, I I have one on my hand too. But the reason why is, uh, you know, it depends. I I took a lot of time actually in prayer over these tattoos. I knew you were hipper than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just because like the one on my hand is a cross. And so a lot of people will, it'll actually bring up conversations. Oh, I believe that. Like waiters and waitresses. A lot of times they're like, I have a cross as well. Look at mine. Look, it's just like you. Where? Let me see it. So uh, it's hold it up. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so have you ever seen any tattoos on me? You have them, don't you? I do. Yeah. No, I have not seen them. So that's saying something so right two. there. No, I put them on my shoulders. Okay. Uh, and, and, but you can cover uh, them up. People well, Tracy, yours does not look like a gang tattoo. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? No, but I, and I see what you're saying because it does bring a perception, you know, and yeah. and you have to be careful of how, what you're doing because, you know, my kids like tattoos as well. And so my biggest thing is be careful and be intentional Yep. And why are you doing it? And right. what does it mean to it you? It took me 36 years so, before I got my first did tattoo. Did they hurt? You know, no. I mean, to be honest with you, not not like uh, most people imagine. Right. That, no. How about you, Trace? No. On that part of your hand, it didn't hurt? No, not oh, at all. Okay. But, you know, um, just this whole thing just reminds me of my son. Um, he was going to a public um uh, middle school and then high school um, my kids got scholarships to go to this private school and they had to my one son my second boy has like really curly hair and he used to like to wear it really long and big and it looked like an afro you know and he had to cut it um, for school and he was so like oh, distraught that he had to cut his hair but after he cut it he was like wow I see why they make you do this because he felt more wild and crazy with his big hair and then he felt more like in line where he felt more serious with his hair short. Well, I think our hair, our persona, the way we dress, um, the jewelry we wear, the tattoos, it kind of sets the tone for how we want to be presented to the world. Right, and how we want to be respected like that little boy said in the video, you know, because now that son is a high school biology teacher in the inner city of um, in Minneapolis in the inner city of Minneapolis oh not far from where that story was from from care so it you know he tries to teach his students the same and I I I love that story I love it yeah wow well crazy I'll, I'll tell you you know like I said it took me 36 years to uh to decide to get my first tattoo and it was very intentional like you said Tracy and it was it's a lighthouse and i designed it myself and and put it on my shoulder just a you know small tattoo on the shoulder but it re- represents something to me it represents safety in the midst of a storm oh i like and, that and you know the lord is my safety he is my light in the midst of the storm of life and on the other shoulder i've got one that's a chinese symbol for truth and, ah, uh, those two things are I'm, I'm passionate mm-hmm. about, you know. So yeah, I have I one. Keep them covered. Well, and I have one on my shoulder as well, and so do my boys. All my boys have the same um, tattoo as I do on our shoulder, and it's uh, Asian symbol of rock, because oh. God is our Father and our rock, and and that's what we stand on. And oh. so all the boys in my 
but all my kids um, have the same tattoo. I um I I I don't have any tattoos, and it's funny because my dad, when he was alive, and my father-in-law both told my kids separately, uh, "We don't get tattoos in our family." Just like like letting him know that I thought yeah. it was kind of funny yeah. because they're very different. My dad and my uh, my father-in-law, and I'm surprised that my dad wasn't a big tattoo guy because he did. Um, you know, he he did Tai Chi, and he was kind of open-minded, kind of mm-hmm. hippie-ish, long hair. So it was interesting that that was a thing for him. And my father-in-law is more buttoned down and more, he was a union president and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, uh, didn't grow up with any uh, fanfare and dropped out of high school and then, I believe, got his GED and then worked his way up the ranks at the Cat Factory, the Caterpillar Factory, and then became a union president. So they really traveled in circles where I would think that they would have been open-minded or open to tattoos and neither of them were um i don't know if my kids will get them or not because they are so acceptable in society now but i still do think and right now today if you're going in for a job interview if you can cover them up young people it does help with the perception of the generation Right, right, right. You right. To it Tokyo does. Joe's, you, it does you won't get the job. Right. right, that's so true. Well, and then my daughter, you know, she has them as well, and um, she had my mom sign Kesarasara, oh. and uh, so she has my mom's handwriting as a a stem to a daisy. Um, that she got and my mom my mom used to be against tattoos but then she's like now that one's nice that one's appropriate that one's you know she was so like she started to like him towards the end because she understood that that meant something dearly to them reminder Mm -hmm. of that person and the love hey i mentioned when we got into that good news story about the uh dressing for success in fourth grade that i have a couple of uh Nonprofits I wanted to mention to you. Uh, Dress for Success is a great one to yes, give uh, outfits uh, for job interviews. They generally deal with women, but I'm sure there's a male uh, Dress for Success uh, counterpart. A Precious Child is wonderful. We've had them on the show many times, and you can go in, um, bring your kid in, and they can pick out three uh, gently used outfits, and it really helps kids that, uh, in particular, I've interviewed a few that had been bullied because of the outfits that they wore And that really does um, help them fit in when they can have some outfits that make them feel um, like they are, you know, like the other kids. And then another one for, you know, prom dresses can be so expensive. But, you know, prom dresses, too, you can get at ARC and some of the other uh, thrift stores. But the Prom Dress Exchange, it's promdressexchange.org. And they've got, you know, all kinds of locations, Aurora, Littleton, Parker, Highlands Ranch, Color Springs, North Glen, where you can drop off your stuff and some formal wear locations. And they'll take um, some men's stuff as well. So I just thought that was pretty cool that they um, have actual people that, you know, hey, Jan in Littleton, you can drop it off at her place. So a lot of, you know, average people are saying, hey, I want to help out with this. And people can drop off their prom dresses here if they'd like. And then that helps kids feel, you know, um, comfortable at prom when they can't afford the big dress right 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 expensive well and you know it just also helps kids today feel more confident about themselves and not trying to have to prove themselves so much in other ways and you know i think it just leads to a good example of what we need to do for our kids i am still shocked at the um, female perception of weight because my 10 year old who weighs 50 some odd pounds i mean she is thin 
joking around about being fat and like, oh, I'm going to get fat on the cruise and um, I'm getting fat. I'm eating some ice cream. I'm getting fat. And I just wonder where she even gets the word fat because I never talk about dieting. We never weigh them. Um, we, I mean, at the doctor's office, of course we do. Right, but, sure. and, uh, and I never talk about my weight. My husband's, you know, as I say, a pencil with hair, six foot six, maybe 200. Yeah. Although the other day he told me he was 215. I said, 215? I thought you were 200. He goes, yeah, you and all those snacks you keep bringing in the house. As yeah. if it's my it's Right. right. Yeah. Did you open his mouth as well? Yeah, you and all your snacks. Uh, Every night he gets a dessert. I'm I like, blame, oh. I blame you for my 30 pounds as well. <laughs> yeah, you? mine too, Angie. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mentioned those nonprofits. Check those out. And if you have any questions about the show or about what we mentioned today, AngieAustin.org. AngieAustin.org. We'll be right back.